Solar PV Cast by Shift, a podcast exploring solar energy and the role it plays in improving our lives and our planet. Here's your host, Chris Palliser. Hi, uh, yes, it is Chris, and we are back with another episode of the Solar PV Cast. And I'm really excited about this one because we're talking about the future of solar. We know it is going to play a large role in the energy portfolio of our planet. We know it's going to grow, but what does that growth look like? How is solar going to evolve? Will panels become more efficient? Will the solar wafer change? Maybe. Have you heard of perovskite? If not, you're about to. I'm really excited about this new technology. And joining us is the uh, Dr. Sahar Sam, the Chief Science Officer from Solaire. Doctor, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Grace. I'm very excited to be here. And thanks so much for your invite. Well, like I said, I'm excited to hear more about perovskite and this incredible technology. Um, if Just before we get into Solaire and, and the amazing things that you are doing, if you could just introduce yourself. Of course. Uh, so, uh, yes, I'm Dr. Sahar Sam, Chief Science Officer and Co-Founder of Solaire. Uh, myself and our co-founder, Fabian De La Fuente, we started Solaire almost four years ago. Uh, in less than a month, our company is going to be a four-year-old company, which is very exciting for us. A uh, little bit about myself. I was born and raised in Iran. And if you or your audience don't know, Iran is a country that has abundance of uh, sunlight throughout the year. However, we also have abundant oil and gas. And because of that, the renewable energy has been always overlooked in Iran. So I was always fascinated by new type of uh, material and new type of uh, basically energy sources that can be um, used uh, without polluting the environment. So my co-founder and I, we know each other for almost like nine years. We worked together before starting Solaire together. And we are coming from different backgrounds. I'm very technical. He's uh, a serial entrepreneur. He's a problem solver. And together, we decided to create Solaire, which uh, is basically uh, a company with a vision of generating uh, electricity from clean sources like light. And like I hear, like I said, I didn't say sunlight. I said light because our technology enables uh, converting any source of light, including sunlight as well as electric light, to electricity. Um, so, yeah, that's about me and a little bit of intro about my company, but I am very excited and I would love to share what I can share with you and with your audience about our technology and, and the material that we're using, which is called Profskite. So Perovskite, that's what we're here today, and, and that's what's got us both very excited. Um, tell us about it. I mean, the science, the science behind it as well, and, and, and how was it founded? And just give us the rundown. Sure. Um, so Perovskite is actually is an emerging material. It is not a name of, name of a one specific material. It's the name of a group of material that they share similar crystal structure. It is an abundant uh, type of material. We actually have it widely uh, uh, in the earth. And um, that's the new type of material that we can use to absorb the light and generate electricity. So why Profskite? But before I explain why Profskite, I would like to ask you a question. Okay, I'm ready. <laughs> yeah. 
Do you remember those small solar calculators? Yes, 100%. They've been around for years. Exactly. How many times have you changed the battery for those solar calculators? Uh, I mean, you, you don't because it's got the little solar thing, right? Exactly. Yeah. You never, you never change the battery That's right. for that, yeah. right? I think I found mine, mine from high school actually a couple of weeks ago and I showed my daughter. I was like, oh my goodness, this thing is still going. Yeah, it still works, right? And you never change the battery. But then how come we don't have such a thing for other electronic devices, all the battery-driven devices around us? We basically can generate electricity from any light. But the reason that we don't see those uh, electronics around us being powered by solar is that the traditional or standard material that we're using for solar panels is not capable of generating enough power to basically run all the IoTs or electronics around us. Solar calculators, those small ones are perfect examples because they don't have or they don't require a lot of power. Uh, but the recent or newer technologies that we're using, we have to either change the batteries very often or we need to charge those batteries either every day or every couple hours. Um, so what ProfSkite do actually can generate enough power from even low intensity electric light to be able to recharge the battery for those electronic devices. So with that, we will be able to make all our devices either generate their own electricity or they don't need to have a replaceable battery. We can basically have a rechargeable battery for every electronic devices. And this way, we don't need to be worried about how these batteries end up in the landfill, how they basically contribute to polluting the environment and things like that. So that's where the potential, one of the potential that ProfSkite has come into play, that it can enter the market where the traditional type of solar panels and solar material cannot enter. That's incredible. What's the efficiency? Because like a traditional solar panel is 21, 22% efficient. And like you said, on a small scale, that's not going to be enough to power. You know, you can't surf Facebook on your phone with that. Exactly. So, so with perovskite, what's the efficiency and, and how is it achieving that? Right. So the, the, basically the definition of efficiency is that how much of the light can be absorbed and converted to electricity. So in our devices, we can make solar panels that can generate almost 30 to 35% uh, efficiency from indoor light, meaning that they can absorb and generate electricity from 30 to 35% of the light that is around us. That's, that's indoor light. We're not that's talking direct sunlight. Not yet. Not yet. We're just, for now, we're just talking about indoor light. And the reason that we're talking about indoor light is that these lights, we call it like waste light. There is no other purpose uh, for those lights. Yes, of course, like we use them to illuminate uh, like our room, our offices, but we can repurpose them. 
we can recycle those lights. Which is incredible because you're right. I mean, the, the photons from the light above me right now, they're hitting this table and then they're disappearing. Energy dissipated. Exactly. So you're saying this with perovskite, we have this ability to recycle that energy and not waste it and use it to charge the laptop that I'm, I'm chatting with you on. Absolutely. Yes. Incredible. And this is, this is, is functioning right now? Solaire has, has this product out? So we just, uh, in January of this year, actually, we uh, opened our first pilot line in Victoria. Uh, so our uh, facility is based in Victoria, BC, and uh, we opened our pilot line and we can generate uh, PV modules that can be incorporated into electronic devices. Of course, we are not electronic device manufacturer. We basically work with the device manufacturers who are incorporating our PV module into their devices. An example of the customers that we are basically working with is, for example, the remote controls that can have solar panels so that you don't need to re basically change the battery for your remote controls or the keyboards. The wireless keyboards also is another uh, kind of application that they have a battery that you need to change it. Mouse, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, or for example, like any sort of IoT devices, all these sensors that we have around us, like CO2 sensors that we have, like the temperature sensors that we have, all these like sensors around us, they need to be powered constantly because they're sending signals, receiving signals, saving data. So these uh, basically IoT devices, they can be powered by RPV modules. What does the module look like? I mean, this is a, a podcast we're listening and on YouTube as well, so I can right. definitely display some images. Yeah. But I'm picturing traditional solar power, uh, solar panels, solar wafers, solar cell. And so you're actually lucky because I just have one of them. Okay. Me. So here's the, basically okay. one of the solar module that we make. Uh, it is easy for us to change the size and the shape because we developed a simple printing process for our PV module. And that's one of the basically um, processes that we are very proud of developing to make the manufacturing process very short simple and efficient it's printed it so it's printed. it's, it's like an ink exactly everything there are let's say three four layers of material that needs to be coated on top of each other to generate this uh, device solar module uh, all these layers uh, are printed using a liquid form material so that's why the printing process is very simple and also it is very well known to the industry printing um, basically process is a well-known process the equipments are um, worldwide available it's not something that we need to customize and therefore the cost of manufacturing for our pv module is very low compared to the cost of manufacturing for the traditional solar panels Incredible. What about scaling this product? Obviously, um, you know, I'm familiar with your traditional 500 watt solar panels. I think yes. they're six and a half feet by three feet. What about scaling perovskite? Mm -hmm. So similar to any other new technology, scaling is a big challenge. And perovskite is not an exception 
And also ProfScout, although has a lot of potentials that I like explain, it is a very tricky material because it is a very unstable material. Uh, when like 10 years ago, when it was first developed in a lab to be used for um, solar panels, it was a stable for a couple hours. Then the research improved the performance of ProfScite and they were able to like improve the lifetime of ProfScite to, for example, a day. And that was a big success in ProfScite community. Uh, and it still is the big issue uh, and it can cause um, a lot of problem for scaling the process. So when we started the company, our first focus was to be able to develop ProfScite material that can be scalable, meaning that we had to focus on how to improve the lifetime of ProfScite. And that was our first step that we took. And I'm very proud to say that we are one of the only companies that we can uh, basically market and commercialize ProfScite material to be used for uh, PV module application. And we have uh, shipped our uh, PV, uh, basically uh, ProfScite material, which we call it Solar Inc. worldwide. And among the uh, customers that we have is basically we work with automotive, uh, automotive industry uh, for their specific application for their solar cars. Um, so that was the big step that we took, but it was needed because in scaling the technology, we need something that has a good shelf life. We can't work with something that only lasts two hours. Right. Um, the other challenge is basically when we go from lab scale or small size to the large size, that can cause a huge, um, basically problem because the equipment most of the times that is being used in the lab is not the same equipment that we're using in manufacturing processes, which again, we have uh, focused even in our lab, in our R&D uh, process, we were using and still we are using equipments that are the same equipment that we're using for our pilot line and manufacturing line, uh, line but in a smaller size. So we're basically using the same equipment. We're basically using the same processes. We only make smaller size devices, um, which can be easier to um, transition from R&D to pilot and later to manufacturing process. These are the things that we have basically learned based on the industry experience, like what other companies have done that they could done they could do better. So we are trying to not repeat those mistakes, and we're trying to take stepwise um, approach rather than just focusing on end goal. How to get to that end goal in a like a more uh, kind of a stepwise approach. So the challenge is basically. Um, shelf life of these materials, uh, scalability of the process. And the other challenge is, again, same as any other new technology, is the cost. How can we keep the cost low to be able to compete with the technology that we already have in the market? Um, some of, because it is going to be part of it, um, like another device, for example, it will be part of a remote control. The remote control is not a very expensive device. 
So by adding PV module, we don't want to all of a sudden increase the cost of the remote control. So we have to really keep the cost of these PV modules low, which we do it by, again, using very um, uh, kind of like scalable processes. So the manufacturing process is very simple and cost effective. And also the material that we are using are abundant material. There are material that uh, basically are not very expensive. That's incredible. What is the lifetime right now of perovskite? So right like now, that cell that you you were holding up there, kind of thing. Right. So right now, these um, cells are used for indoor application, and for indoor use, we can have them last for about five to ten years. Of oh, course, wow. we're trying to. Yeah, we're I mean, trying that's, to. You were saying that you know they made it one day and they were celebrating. So we're at exactly. five to ten years now. Exactly. Yes. That's a, yeah. That's worth <laughs> celebrating. Exactly. Of course, it worth celebrating. <laughs> and uh, we are trying to like uh, still improve the lifetime and still in, improve the stability of these devices. Of course, we can't claim that 10 year stability when we go outside when we use them for outside application because the outside conditions in terms of the te temperature or humidity is very much different from the conditions that we have indoor indoor conditions are more forgiving so it's basically easier to use them in indoor application um but over basically uh, over time we have been able to improve the stability and we constantly working on improving the stability to be able to use it for outdoor applications as well i am not a scientist by any means um and i'm just trying to picture like working with a compound is it at like a molecular level that you're you're and how do you alter I don't know if yeah. there's trade secrets here, but you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. is that what it is? Kind of scientists diving right down into it? It is, actually. Well, my co-founder, uh, he had a very good example at the very beginning when we were trying to, like, explain what Profskite is and how we make the Profskite ink and how our ink is different from other people's Profskite. He was giving them the example of smoothie. Like when we make smoothie, we add, for example, some, I, I like banana smoothie. I feel like yeah, that makes better sense for me to have banana smoothie in the morning. Somebody would like, for example, I don't know, pineapple smoothie, strawberry smoothie. So they're all smoothies, but they have different flavors. They have different ingredients. So we work with different ingredients. In that case, our ingredients are different chemicals. So there are powder forms and there are liquid forms. We mix them together in a specific ratio that at the end, it will give us the property and efficiency that we need. Wow, science right there. <laughs> right right back to making a smoothie. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> and so, I mean, a lot of trial and error, I guess, with your, you know, the last four years, some successes, some misses, hey? Oh, for sure. And we always learn from the mistakes. We always learn from things that didn't work. So we actually don't publish the things that we don't work, that <laughs> yeah. they don't work because that's valuable. That's very valuable. Yeah, so we get right. others to make the same mistake and then they learn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's wonderful. What's, what's the reception been like? Well, I know you guys are traveling around the world. 
Um, his name escapes me, but I, I met uh, a couple of your team members. Kiara was one yes. and another yeah. team member at an event and they were, seemed like they were traveling down the world. Mm -hmm. I think they were just down in Vegas actually. Yes. Yeah. yeah. What's the reception been like? It's, it's great. It's actually like when we talk to people, when we started actually talking to other customers or potential uh, customers, uh, last year, some of them were completely unfamiliar with like, is it possible to actually incorporate something like that into our device? Then we came up with the example of solar calculator. So yes, it's been around. We just haven't been able to manufacture something that generates enough power for other devices. And then by the, uh, it's easy for them to understand that, oh yeah, so it can actually um, be incorporated in my device. And what we did to help our customers is that we purchased different devices that is available in the market. We incorporate our device, uh, our PV module. We sometimes need to change the circuitry because sometimes the devices do not necessarily have rechargeable battery. So we do change the battery. We do change, for example, their electronic circuits to just demonstrate how it makes it possible to recharge a battery and then your device can be free of connecting to the grid or connecting to the wall, um, basically plugged or even like recycling, uh, replacing the battery. So the reception is really good. Like when we talk to different customers, they're very excited. Of course, there are customers that are hesitant because they already have a market. They don't know if it's going to like, you know, help their, their customers or not. They're worried about how much increase of costs will either help them to acquire more customers because now they're using something that increased the lifetime of their battery, or maybe the increase of cost is not something that their customers necessarily um, looking into. So we have basically like a lot of good um, kind of like conversations with the customers, but there are customers that are still not very much fond of having or changing their product. Yeah. Which as soon as they see those uh, products in the market, they will feel the threat of, oh, okay, now I have to compete with those markets. And then they will basically adopt these new technologies. For sure. And, and, and as we all, you know, get more aware and more, there's more education surrounding climate change. And, and I mean, the reason traditional solar is, is booming is because finally the costs have come down. Exactly. And so exactly. finally, the costs have come down. Investors, oh, I can make money in this. Now I'm interested. And then, of course, the, you know, you're environmentalists and everyone's kind of meeting in the middle, which is an exciting time. So it seems just like education. And once everybody kind of realizes this is the way we need to go. Yeah. What about the um, I'm just thinking like my phone. I don't even know enough about phone batteries, but mm -hmm. I know that if you leave them plugged in for a long time, that can sometimes hurt the battery. So how does it work with perovskite? If I'm leave, you know, my phone's sitting on the, I leave it on the table under the light all day. Does it, does it overcharge or is that something you've thought of? Yeah. So those are basically goes back to the battery management system that they have into their device. So previously in our devices, it was very much like, like what you mentioned, like if we keep it charged overnight, they were always asking us not to leave your phones like charge overnight That's because right. it can reduce the lifetime of your battery. But with the new technologies that is happening in the battery industry, we will now have newer batteries that can actually like 
prevent that overcharging stage. I have um, heard of that actually. They can kind of control themselves. Exactly. Right. Exactly. So um, we will depends on the basically the product or the battery that they have. Hopefully, they will not uh, like fa face that overcharging problem. The other thing is that, of course, we're saying that it keeps charging because it keeps absorbing the light and uh, either it can be like close to the window so it absorbs the light that comes through the window or it's like just your light inside however we have to consider that these are the um, devices that have already uh, basically developed over time in terms of their battery and their battery management system. So it is easier for us to incorporate our PV module into the device that already has these basically um, kind of like circuitry that allows incorporation of PV module. Uh, the devices that don't have, for example, a rechargeable battery, they might need to change their circuitry. They might need to change a little bit of more of their electronic side which we also like help with our customers how to do it. Our engineering team uh, basically like demonstrate different product to them and we help them. Uh, but yeah, they're basically like the battery improvement in parallel with our device improvement. Um, and that helps with preventing the over, uh, basically mm -hmm. overcharging the batteries. It's interesting too, because, you know, solar and energy storage, they go hand in hand. They, they work together. Exactly. But also in this way, you're kind of replacing the battery, which, <laughs> which you know, it, it must be an uphill battle. You know, everyone, everyone in clean energy is facing the same battle. Yeah. There's a cheaper option out there. Mm -hmm. And so right mm -hmm. now, people are going for that cheaper option. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. How, how do you find, you know, any, any bad emails from battery companies from you guys? <laughs> um, luckily, no, because... <laughs> There will be time that actually like we need to have a kind of a storage for the electricity because, for example, your cell phone, when we sleep, the light is off, so it doesn't receive any uh, basically light. And if you don't have that storage, it means that overnight you will not receive any email, nothing will be updated or anything. So basically your cell phone is dead. So we do need to have a source, uh, like or sort of a um, kind of a storage. It can be in source of like a capacitor, or it can be in a source of like a battery. It depends on the amount of energy um, consumption that that device has. Um, so we're not eliminating the need for the battery. We're just like helping those batteries to last longer, and hopefully we can um, reduce the number of those batteries that every year end up in the landfill so that's the purpose not eliminating <laughs> yeah, any battery <laughs> for sure where do where do you see i mean it's been four years the birthday is coming up yes. where do you see solaire um in five years from now mm. where you know if you could lie there and just dream while you're on a beach <laughs> somewhere where do you see it Oh gosh, sorry, you said beach. That's one of my dreams. I haven't been on the beach for a long time without like having my thought going over like, oh, what is happening? Like when is the, my next meeting and blah, blah, right. blah. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, if I find that day lying on the beach and thinking about the future of uh, Solaire, it would be like this. So <laughs> we are right now, we are focusing on indoor uh, markets. 
uh, that would be our focus for the next uh, few, uh, I would say, like two or three years. Um, and the basically the long-term vision that we have is to generate a flexible, large uh, photovoltaic film, uh, which we call it PV film, uh, which is thin, light, low cost, with a simple and green manufacturing process that can be used for any application, including outdoor applications. So you can use it for electric vehicle, cover the electric vehicles. You can use it for buildings, cover the wall, or even cover the, cover the windows, because another potential, great potential that Profskite has is that we can make translucent solar panels using Profskite. So imagine all those high-rises, glass high-rises, covered with Profskite, so you can have a sustainable, self-powered building right there. Amazing. Um, so that's basically the future that we want to see ourselves in the next five, 10 years. How does it feel for you to kind of start this company four years ago? Here you are four years later. Um, you know, what's the journey been like for you? Um, I, I would say that it's, it's very interesting. Like I, when I, when I started the company, I never thought that it's going to be that uh, difficult. Uh, but also I never saw that it's going to be that rewarding. So it is very difficult, but it's also very exciting and rewarding when I see, uh, for example, people talking about my product and I see the excitement in their eye that, oh my God, like, can you, can you just like show it to me? Can you just like charge my device with your product? And when I see the, uh, basically our employees that are happy and they're like also, engaged in this process that makes me happy that we created a culture we cre created a technology that everybody is benefiting right now our generation next generation they can benefit from what we are developing today so all these things it helps me to basically go day by day overcome those challenges and still be hopeful and still be very proud of what we started four years ago that's amazing. Well, congratulations. You know, all that hard work is, I, I feel that because that's why I got into the solar industry. Uh, that passion about, yes. you know, the sun is right there or the light is right there. In, in, yeah. in, in your case, let's just use it. It's right. I love this fact. I share it all the time. If everyone listens to my podcast, they're going to be like, oh, this fact again. But every second, 174,000 terawatts of energy is hitting our planet from the sun. Yes. If we could capture all of that in one hour, we've got enough energy to power the planet for a year. That's one hour. Light is so valuable. And so, as you can tell, I, I am similar to your team. It sounds like we're all in the same boat. And, and I was thinking about it as I was looking at this cover on my phone. I just thought, covers aren't even cheap anymore. You pay, you know, a thousand bucks for your phone. <laughs> Covers are sixty bucks. Uh, there, I, I think if you, as you're offering, you know, a, a cell phone cover, even if that's down the road or whatever that is, I, I think the market's there. It's exciting because I think that's another reason why solar is booming because the tech people like the tech. Yeah. They like how they can adapt it to their lives, and you know, if I'm going, if I'm sitting at the pub with this thing on the table. It's going to be about two minutes before everyone on the table knows that it's charging right now, thanks to these pub lights. <laughs> yeah. 
Of course, and then you don't need to run around look for a plug to charge your cell phone right? because you're expecting a phone call or a text message or something. Oh so, my gosh, yeah. and you're gonna save you know all the all the infrastructure that has to go in for all those charging ports and coffee shops and airports. They don't have to do that anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Great. Well, is there anything else you wanted to mention about Solaire to get out, uh, you know, using this platform? I think it sounds really cool and I'm, I'm, in, I'm excited. Uh, no, first of all, thank you so much for actually creating that platform for us to um, explain what we're doing and also introducing the technology that we have. Uh, we really think that the industry is going towards having all electronic devices being self-powered. And that could be like right now, as I'm talking, it might look like a fantasy, but to me, it's not because science is there. And we have all the tools to be able to make this sort of fantasy become a reality. So I am very excited. And hopefully the audience, as, I, as uh, they listen to this podcast, they understand the potential that these new technologies can bring to our life. Uh, hopefully in the near future. Amazing. Can you hold it up one more time? Can you hold up the solar cell one more oh, time? Oh, sure. Yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you're listening to this on the podcast on a there major streaming platform, go to our YouTube channel and check it out and, and you can see what it looks like. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Dr. Sahar Sam, Chief Science Officer at Solaire, co-founder at Solaire. Thank you so much for this uh, enlightening conversation. Thank you so much, Chris, for having me. It was it was really great. I enjoyed it. I hope your audience also enjoy it. The Solar PV Cast by Shift with Chris Palliser. To begin your solar journey, visit shift.ca.